Hey, Peppin. Whoa, what's going on with you? Oh, sorry, I was just getting a, uh, like a little fantasy imagination about getting a massage. Oh, a massage? Those are nice. Loosen up the muscles. Yeah, a sexy massage. Oh, a sexy massage. Is that where one of you is less clothed? Well, yeah, both both of us. Oh, is this less of a massage? Well, it's still a massage. I mean, she's, she's still rubbing my body. She? <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> So glad you guys could join us. I'm here once again with the artist himself, Nathan. How's it going, Pevin? Artist is a little pretentious. Musician? Less pretentious. So Can it be pretentious if somebody else is calling you it? I don't know. That's a good question. I think Stop being so humble talk. and accept it. We're also here with a steaming pile of shit. Gideon, how's it going? Is that oh. pretentious? Oh, I like to be referred to as an artiste. <laughs> <laughs> With the artiste and the artist, Peppin and Gideon. How's it going, G? Feeling great. Feeling good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Um, I think today we should talk about massages. Uh, prostitution more formally known. Oh, that's the formal <laughs> name for a massage is prostitution? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I had this I had this thought a while ago, and, you know, I, prostitution is just like, okay, getting a hooker or getting a prostitute and having that kind of massage, it's, I mean, let me rephrase this. So if you are to, say, get a hand job from a prostitute, they're, they're essentially just giving you a really, really good massage. Like, I'm not really sure, like, from a logical level, they're just really good with their hands. And really get massaging one part of your body. Like some people are super good at massaging your feet. Some people are super good at massaging your back. Some people are neck specialists. This person's just like a you know one part of your body specialist, and it's a special part of your body, but mm-hmm. a special part of your body. <laughs> are you saying other parts of my body aren't special? <laughs> Worded very eerily, like a priest talking, <laughs> Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> But kind of connecting, like, the topic of prostitution back to, like, uh, taboos, which was a previous episode we had Gideon on. Like, it, prostitution does seem to be a, a bit of a taboo, at least in American culture. No, for sure. For sure. And I, th- I think the first question we can maybe tackle with uh, th- this topic is, should prostitution be illegal? No. 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 Why, why not? More markets, healthy economy commodities Uh, there's there's a demand so there needs to be a supply if you don't create a supply legally then you create a black market and when you create a black market you create gangs or uh some sort of violence and manipulation outside of the law so if you have a demand make the demand something that can be legally attained and just monitor it collect the taxes govern it so what are some of the like uh arguments against it. So like one that I can think of might be would be uh it it's immoral. You know, it it's it takes sex and it demeans it to such a level where sex is now meaningless. Okay. And what does that have to do with legality? Uh, that's like a personal decision. 
to me. It's like, uh, is the state, is it the state's responsibility for keeping the sanctity of sex? Mm -hmm. And to what degree, well, to some degree it might be, because uh, you could say, make arguments against, say, bestiality or, say, against um, sex with minors and such. So there's some kind of sanctity there. Well, that's like a public health concern. Yeah, consent concern. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, the consent is what's, you know, consent and so on and so forth. So there's some kind of role there with the government, you could say. So with the what's the main difference between that and say prostitution? With bestiality and with prostitution? pedophilia and post- prostitution. Jeez, oh, Nate. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not a very good proponent of or devil's advocate of that position. So you're, you're getting your wires crossed here. <laughs> what the the difference is consent. Yeah, consent. Okay. Absolutely. Between two two adults, two adults, yeah. and you know that's probably the issue with pedophilia is that you know someone who is a child or even a, let's say a teenager can't give consent mm-hmm. to someone who is fully aware of their actions. Yeah, and it's proven that it's like psychologically harmful. Mm. So is is the harm though the issue to like is it, is that the a crux to make something illegal? It could be, uh, in in theory. Yeah, if it's abusive. You're, so, so, you're so infringing on somebody else's rights. So let's say that um, someone who is a prostitute is being harmed in a psychological way from their actions, and so much so that it needs to be illegalized or made illegal. But there's only so much you can do there. Like people are allowed to cut themselves in their own home, you know. And there's only that's their prerogative, you know. And and you can't you can't force them to get the the treatment they need right i i see it as a similar similar idea obviously it's you know it's not like cutting but like if they are harming themselves whether it's mentally or physically it's they have a responsibility until others are are involved to take care of themselves self-harm is not good you're saying but someone is saying control of their body they have the right to self-harm themselves even if they yeah. Well, more like there's no way that you can govern that effectively. Mm-hmm. So it's an impractical to govern that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because prostitutes exist anyways, right? You know, we we see it. it's like what Steve was saying earlier. Then you get the black market and so on and so forth. I, I'm definitely on the side of legalizing prostitution. Uh, there's actually many countries where it's kind of legal and regulated, which mm-hmm. have turned out to be a bit better results um i I, th- I think one big issue is uh with with pimps and such and in getting beat up in gangs and violence and uh if someone is you know raped or let's say that they're beaten or they get their money stolen they can't if you're, if you're a prostitute you can't actually go to the police about that because you're already kind of doing something illegal it's kind of it's kind of a whole big issue yeah so if it's regulated and you know they can get i don't know rape kits or whatever they have legal recourse and exactly and uh people who go you know try to receive services from a prostitute can uh they can someone who's documented they can get documented also they can get tested Mm -hmm. and i know regulations in uh germany have been quite good up you know preventing stdis from being spread is prostitution legal in germany from I believe it is. Uh, my dad went to Germany, and he had some people trying to get him. <laughs> I'm not sure. And he also talked about how there's like these uh, 
there's these like uh, buses or no, rather trailers out at certain places, especially like pit stops for truckers. Mm-hmm. And like they they'll have like this flag up, and the flag up says that they're open for business. And you know, truckers have like these long journeys and commutes, and they get kind of bored, so they often kind of uh, hook up with these uh, friends of the road. These friends, these friends of the road, which which you know, I, I think is understandable. So so I think we all agree that weekly. It's uh, it's not really a concern, but let's let's say from a like a social kind of point of view, it's something that should be kind of looked down upon. Like, let's say take the instance of this trucker who's just kind of like you know going down the road and stuff, and they haven't seen a woman for miles. You know, they're they haven't showered in a little while. Is it is it is it socially? Are they socially denigrating themselves by having sex with a prostitute? Do they have a, uh, a a preformed agreement with somebody else that they will not do so? Yeah, I mean that's that's down to their own integrity. Are, are they married? Uh, well, let's say no. Then there shouldn't be a problem. Mm. You're buying a good. You're buying a service. So there's no morality ser- that comes with that. A, a service, not a good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if the service is good. <laughs> You're not buying a sex slave. No. Yeah, it's just that that would still be a service. <laughs> it's that level of harm, uh, you know, you can't you can't stop it. And you know, you, I think you'd rather that industry be safe and the morality of it is like the again to me it's almost like the morality of cutting if that person is hurting or or I don't know, like they, Someone, someone who's like hurting psychologically could go on Tinder and just, you know, hook up and hook up and hook up, you know, like, uh, that level of like how they're treating their, their own body and their sex, maybe it's harmful and they're making themselves feel worse, but you just can't legislate or, or enforce legislation against it. And you, we hope the good parts in us hope that you know that person does what's best for themselves that makes them feel good about themselves and right and sleep well um but there is only so much we can do and you know am i personally against prostitution i'd say yeah like i i don't like prostitution i don't like the fact that there are prostitutes and i'm i'm sure most of them are aren't ecstatic about their job or happy with it um, but it is, but it's the same thing with cutting or just silent alcoholism at home. You know, there's, there's just, there's no legislation that will work against it. And when there isn't, um, the, when it is illegal, I think there are more negative consequences. That's a very pragmatic kind of response there. Like, I feel like there, there could be plenty of, of people who would love the the job of a sex worker if, yeah. if it was legal. <clears throat> But doing it in an illegal setting is usually something that people aren't that excited yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I think that seeking out a prostitute can be a perhaps you could attribute mental deficiencies to that person in the sense of maybe they're depressed, maybe they need some comfort, maybe they need something like that. But at the same time, I think the same kind of uh, more positive attributes can be aligned to that person. Maybe they just don't want to go on dates. Maybe just looking for some sex, just some meaningless sex, and they're willing to pay for it. 
Maybe they want an experience. Maybe they don't want to deal with a woman after they're done having sex. <laughs> which, which might be even a thing. Or maybe they want a man. I, I struggle with this in my mind because from my logical point of view, like my rational mind says that like if I want a massage, like a, like a, like a back massage, mm-hmm. I'm going to find a masseuse. I'm not going to find a girlfriend to do it. Right. Cause you know, any random girl off this, you know, I've made probably not going to be very good at giving back massages. Right. And giving good back massages is hard. takes a lot of practice. And let's say I want some sexual gratification. You know, I could find any random girl, right? And chances are that she's really good at, say, you know, sexually gratifying me is maybe not that high. You know, chances that she's going to be really good in bed, not that high. Nate's a connoisseur. <laughs> but, so I might not, and I'm not, might, I might not mind, I might actually really enjoy if my girlfriend or my, uh, my date gives me, you know, some kind of sexual stimulation, right? But if I want something that, like, a real experience, I'd find someone who actually knows what they're doing. Someone who's trained in some kind of art. Mm. You know, someone who really knows how to give back massages. This is an oaky aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. I I think there's some intangibles going on there. Like, you know, back (laughs) rub from a girlfriend feels good for different reasons than it being a masseuse. Mm. Mm. That's a really good point, Gideon. Well, also part of my mind is, like... I like that's that's the rational part of my mind, but the uh, not the irrational part, but the other part, emotional part. It's kind of like ugh, why why would you like get with a prostitute? That's kind of like not low, but that's kind of where my mind goes. Like it's kind of a low thing to do. Why don't you just get a girlfriend? I'm positive yeah. that's a, a social thing being pressed on. Yeah, I mean, talk about social taboo. Um, you know, this this is a person who could make uh, great contributions to society. If like if that's their sexual nature, and maybe they're saddened by it, and we're saddened by it, and I think that's okay if they lead a productive life, or you know, or if they're happy. Wait, no, no, I'm really confused now. <laughs> Wait, you said if everybody's saddened by the fact that they're doing this, it's okay. <laughs> oh, like uh, saddened? Not everybody, but you know, like if, if they're sad, saddened by it, and other people are saddened <laughs> by it, like that's just a sad horror. Yeah, over there. Well, I mean, like there's okay. They're, they're, they're doing work. At alcohol's least. legal, and <laughs> at least they're not sitting in unemployment. <laughs> there's there's so much sad about alcoholism, and you see oh. it on the sh- shelves. That's partially part of you thinks like oh this is fun the other part you know you might see some other guy in the liquor store and you're like god like what a bummer i, I don't know if it's sad though i mean i it's, it's hard to judge for myself because so much of what we see in the united states is result of the illegality of it mm-hmm. so a lot, a lot of the issues we see so I, I think it's hard to come at it from a a uh, point of view where it's legal because we're not used to that Whereas I, I think if it was legal, you know, we might still look at it, you know, maybe socially as a bit kind of like taboo, a bit kind of like, oh, you hear about uh, Ted, he, he started a prostitute. But I don't think it would be the same kind of thing. I don't think it would be sad to be kind of like, oh, yeah. But, you know, also to, to expand upon a, a thought here, I think there's certain circumstances in which people wouldn't quite judge someone for, you know, paying a prostitute like they, they couldn't quite judge him so let's say that uh gregory uh he spent a bunch of money and he had a like a like a party with like say 15 very attractive girls 
you know, you know, he paid them all very well or something like that. So in that case, Gregory is kind of having like a fantasy and he paid maybe $15,000 for this, let's say. Mm-hmm. Is that really sad to kind of fulfill that fantasy? I mean, I don't think that's really not anymore. I don't really think it's degrading on Gregory's part from a social point of view. I think that makes it allowable if it's like this huge, crazy fantasy, if the scales are high enough. I, I mean, I don't know if it's like bragging rights, though. It, I don't think any of it should be like degrading on a social point of view regardless. Like, well, what the fuck does it matter to you? What Greg whether does. I, whether it, yeah. Greg pays or doesn't pay to have sex. Like, who cares? Mm, I, 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 I want to fuck Greg. Like, I feel better than you because I have a girlfriend who I have sex with and you pay to have sex. I'm better than you. Like, fuck you. Get over yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's it, the same idea. as like, yeah, I drive a BMW or, or own a yacht or whatever. It's like, you know, what the fuck ever. My yacht's two inches longer than yours, so mm. I have a bigger ego. So from what I gather, Gideon kind of sees it as more of a negative thing, but something that which should be allowed? Uh, I think in, in general, it, it's like it, it's probably negative for the individuals. It doesn't have to be. Uh, is it kind of like uh, maybe like uh, many people, including myself, are in favor of um, free speech and we support hate speech, but not because we agree with the hate speech, but people need the right to say whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of... It's, I don't know if hate speech is the right term, but, you know, bigoted talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and at least with prostitution, it would be... I mean, you're making more of a consequential argument, but, uh, you know, it's still, it's still their body, it's still their... I think you're making also the, uh, you know, it's still their body. They can do self-harm if they want, right? Yeah. I, I don't understand where the harm comes in in any of this. I, I don't quite... How is it harming to have sex? I, I, like, I don't quite understand either, but... I, I mean, I, I think it can be psychologically harming, or people are doing it from a depressive state. People turn to prostitution from you know, not happy parts of their lives. Are you talking about like daddy issues? Maybe whatever kind of issues it may be. Maybe they were, maybe they were abused when they were younger and they just have issues with, with sex in general. Again, like the, the, you can have, you know, negative issues with sex, but I mean, anything can can be done from a negative point of view and can be damaging psychologically. You can have an office job that's damaging psychologically well, exactly. because it's not stimulating in any way. I just think more often than not, you know, prostitutes are, aren't happy and proud of their work. And I think a lot of people aren't happy or, or proud of their work. But How much of that comes from the culture pressing down on them that it's you should look down on prostitutes? Like, mm, I feel like I that's where I don't it comes think from. It's, I, uh, maybe like that, you know. Maybe, maybe there is this this sort of special quality we we feel about sex. But you know, I think even in in Germany or Japan's a little looser with it. But I still don't think the the prostitutes in places where they they're perfectly legal, perfectly permissible. Um, you know, it, it's. I mean, maybe it's just like this fantasy, and there's like this childhood innocence of like what you want to be when you grow up and there's there's not like a lot of glamour about being a prostitute and there's not much there's not a lot of glamour about it doesn't 90% seem 90 percent of the, you're not like the oh I, the I put in a hard day's work you know it, it's not too difficult 
Cool. I think now you're degrading the art of prostitution. Uh, this is part of the argument I'm making about, uh, with, in regard to massage. I mean, I'm, I'm being a little, not facetious, but a little uh, ridiculous with it. But mm. I, I do think that giving sexual satisfaction to someone can be a skill. And that someone who with the right hands, with the right technique, might be able to do a lot better than this an average person. I think that maybe not in general because I I, I, have, I don't know much about prostitution besides just the you know sub base level, but I, I think that there might be skills involved. You know, like like a highly trained masseuse can really fix someone's back and help them feel better. I think there might be people out there who are highly skilled and highly passionate about their work in regard to prostitution and people who really like to give sexual gratification to people, and I, I think that those kind of people would be giving a lot of value to others through their work and they would gain value for themselves through that. So I don't, I can't see that as degrading in that sense. I mean, I think the view that it might be just, you know, like a, it's just a whole the fuck is kind of not accurate. It could be accurate maybe in some circumstances, maybe with the, uh, this kind of dingy underground basement kind of, kind of prostitution. But it, it's like in general, it's hard for me to generalize to that point. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I might agree with you if we're talking about prostitution in its illegal state as it stands right now. But talking about prostitution as a concept, to me, is a completely different thing. Because then you're not talking about in a in a dingy basement. I don't know what fucking prostitutes you're going to that are in dingy basements usually it's like a hotel or something normal yeah. an alley you know normal thing <laughs> I, I don't know shit about this stuff so i'm just making it <laughs> dingy basement jesus mate uh, but the the idea being that it's it doesn't have to be something that's that's looked down upon or something that i, I mean i get what you're saying like nobody looks to when they're growing up like i want to be a prostitute mm-hmm. but i mean nobody says that about most of the jobs that we all end up as yeah. i mean yeah. how many people are like i want to answer phones for a living mm-hmm. or like you know what i mean so it, it's it's just it it is what it is and you find your lot in life as you grow older so what mm-hmm. you want to be as a kid like whether it's glamorous or not shouldn't be the deciding factor about whether yeah. it's something that's a reasonable job and should it be legal yeah i i, I don't think i disagree with anything you guys are saying mm. i, I want to tease out a little detail here uh so start with steve so i i can guess your answer already but um so hookup culture is pretty big especially on campuses and such and would you say that's the one looking for a hookup is just just kind of the same as far as your level like what same as prostitution like so what they're looking for a hookup uh, as long as it's mutually agreed upon by both parties, like yeah. no harm, no foul. Yeah, so long not as my scene, but maybe maybe you add the caveat. You know, one person's not trying to front that they want a relationship, and is just using that kind of front to get pe- girls who are not looking for a hookup or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously chance that that feelings can be involved in one party and then not in the other in the course of hooking up. Um, and the chance of being hurt. But, I mean, that's just life. That is what it is. I don't think that there's anything inherently negative or different between hooking up and uh, paying somebody to have sex. Okay. And you can probably see where I'm going with this, Gideon. So, would you see a difference between someone paying for sex and someone looking for a hookup? Mm, not really. 
I think I think I'm with Steve. It's just consensual. It's fine. But, but uh, in the same way, it's kind of sad. You said with kind of prostitution. Is it? Is that same when level of sadness? When, I think like when they're turning to it as their profession. Now, yeah, I guess I am thinking about this more as we talk, and and I'm sure there are um, a handful or more uh, instances where you know people are a little more prideful. They see it. Maybe art for art form isn't the right thing, but you know, like when you start to take on your your um, vocational identity, I guess is is what I'm referring to. And when it's more of like your your profession, uh, that's that's when um, I think a lot of people are. Maybe it is in the state of illegality. They're turning to this profession in a, in a from a sadder place or a more damaged place. Um, but, and, and maybe it's just like very old Western values, but, you know, you even about... in places in like Germany, you know, you're not going to, you're not sitting down at dinner with your family talking about your work like that, or you don't get to, I guess, you know, in some ways, you know, you want to share what you, your work and what you, in the case where like, you're really trying to get good at it, I suppose, or like what you may even love or what you've mastered with children it's not something that you could do certainly hmm. I, I, was, I was just thinking when you said like prostitutes being very like proud of their work like if there was a prostitute who's super super proud of her work i'm seeing her uh she could have like a billboard saying uh i i have customers coming for miles uh, <laughs> how do you feel about uh ditch diggers sewer workers janitors people who are often considered those are lesser jobs do you feel that they're they're sad people because they choose that line of profession? No, no. I think some of them take a, a lot of pride in their work, and uh, but maybe maybe how I ended that at the end is a little more getting at it. It's like they can share um, an element of that, like, hey, I'm doing what I love, and I'm doing it to the they can they can find love in it. Maybe ideally in in that case you know i think there are some people who are, are plenty proud of the the work they do and i think it's more again th- these are like values of family and and really old christian values passed down but you know you get to bring that to your family and say like hey i, I work hard and like this is what i do and and like have like um you know it doesn't matter what you do but i i really don't see uh, I, I want to emphasize, like, I, I don't see a problem with um, prostitution and people being proud of their, their work in the sex industry. I think that's plenty fine. I think um, there are people who are like that. I just don't think that's common. What what about uh, porn actors? Is that not prostitution in itself? Oh, I, I still think there are a lot of sad porn actors out there. I, I think... Th- it- I think there's a lot of sad people mm. in any profession. Yeah, that, that, ever that's, true. that's true. That's true. Porn, porn stuff. Mm. I, I just don't see the determination you're making between the prostitutes being a uh, prostitution being a sad industry versus any other industry which is full of sad, sad people. Uh, I mean, I think it's within the taboo. It's like you don't get to share and relate about that and that that i can get behind that in our society right now there's a taboo against talking about something along those natures in in most western societies and i want to emphasize like i think even in germany where it's legal it's not it's there's still kind of a mm, Mm -hmm. 
care so, about it. Yeah. So what's I want to be clear about my understanding of everybody's positions here. So I think Steve is arguing that there ought not be no taboo. Not that there is no taboo, but there ought be no taboo about this. I'm right. I'm trying to argue from the point of view of pragmatic, not with today's taboos or anything like that. Where, where, how should it be viewed? Right, and then idealistic. Gideon is arguing not that it ought to be illegal, not that uh, it ought to be like scorn necessarily, but mm-hmm. it ought to be kind of, kind of accepted, but accepted for what it is. Yes. Yeah. And my position, I don't quite. I mean, I'm on the similar levels with both of you guys of but, course you are you never take a fucking stand nathan yeah how about you pick a side you no. fence sitter your ass must be sore i i mean uh, <laughs> it's yeah 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 but uh yeah i i it's 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 tough for me because part of me does kind of see it as a bit not scornful but a bit uh bit low but i don't know why that part's there probably a cultural thing but at the same time, I don't see how it's any different than anything else. I mean, I've heard this argument before that, uh, you know, it, it's degrading because you're paying for use of somebody's body, which I don't think works as an argument because mm-hmm. anything you pay someone for is use of their body. Mm-hmm. If you pay someone to mow your lawn, you're paying for their body to do certain actions, and that's pushing a lawnmower or, you know, maybe a scythe if you're going old-fashioned. So, I, the, like, all the arguments don't really work for me, and there's maybe an emotional level there. And, like, I'm trying to, like, put myself in the position of, you know, like, would I hire a prostitute? And my mind kind of goes, that seems kind of dingy. But at the same point, or at the same time, I'm kind of making these arguments in my head, like, what would be a circumstance where it would be acceptable for someone to hire a prostitute or for me to hire a prostitute? I think there's definitely cases where you can get over the mental hurdle of making, putting yourself into a position where you would hire one. Uh, I was trying to get that at that a little bit with the uh, if it was like fifteen girls, you know, that might be an acceptable level where okay, yeah, sure, I I go for that for the right price. Or let's say someone is, uh, let's say someone is mentally, not mentally, let's say that someone has a physical deformity and it's very very difficult for them to find love or a sex life. Or let's say they're gonna die within say fifteen days and they're a virgin. I think in that kind of circumstance, like, if they paid for sex, that would just be like, dude, I'll chip in. Like, so, for me, I don't know, the hurdle in my my own kind of, uh, like, uh, morality or ethics, my own actions, I don't know why that's there. I blame society. I, I think that the society and the culture that you've grown up in has completely dictated how you feel about that profession. I... I want to say this. I, I think, like, in the age of contraception, I, I think there used to be, like, public health reasons for, like, why prostitution was more scorned, right? The spread of of STIs and, and, and such and such like that. In the age of uh, progressive thinking about sex and contraception, I don't think it would be unheard of if, you know... Uh, brothel or something like that is as casual as like a hookah bar and maybe we're a hundred years or 200 years down the road from that but i do see that as like a plausible direction and and people are are plenty fine with um i guess whatever the pc term for prostitute 
will be at that point. Prostitute. Escort. Escort. What's wrong with prostitute? Uh, Prost. But the prost, that's what's wrong with it. The itute's fine. Yeah, prost, gotta go. Yeah. Well, you got institute, right? Uh, but I, I think that's a good point, Gideon, because maybe there is a bit more than the culture, cultural aspects. Cause maybe there's a a uh, more, I don't want to say genetic, but kind of biological aspect in that people are avoidant to the spread of disease and pregnancy within their community and they kind of you know we're not used to this kind of massive scale society with you know very complicated sti protection and pregnancy protection so this kind of more instinctive kind of uh you know not intimidated this more instinctive kind of uh caution or kind of a kind of feeling might be just kind of a biological kind of a disposition for some degree that doesn't mm-hmm. quite scale to modern society. Biological but, slash, and, and so- society was informed by that biology, and so there was a culture placed around it. Yeah, Right, so it's kind of a, a meshing, it's kind of a mesh between the two. Yeah, yeah. I feel like our culture, and the, the, the big thing that comes in here is is based around women as prostitutes, uh, and I feel like the arguments made that we've been making have been in regard to female prostitutes, mm-hmm. not to male prostitutes. And that's the issue that women are valued by their by, – like sex is like a female commodity. So like the females have it, have the supply and then give it to the males. So therefore like virginity in a woman is valued so super highly. And I think that's just disgusting that we value a woman based off of her, how much sex she's had and that a prostitute has sex all the time, daily, multiple times a day. That's her job. And that that in some way devalues her as a person. I think that's a fucked up way for our society to think in the first place. Well, I don't think, I don't know if you're referring specifically to anything I said, but I just in I, just in general, and but yes, yeah, exactly I, what you said. I, be- you. I believe <laughs> that I would apply any of my arguments to men or women. I, I think it's easier coming out of them from like the perspective perspective of uh, a woman because that's more typical. Uh, and I, I think there's good biological reasons for why women in general are more sexually desired than men. And I just think that we have come to an age where we can overcome these stupid biological things that make us value women based off of their, based off of sex and how much they have or have not had sex. I think it's time that we finally step back and say, okay, so women are worth more than just sex. Like let's, let's kind of move past that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's a, Radical argument. I, 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 I want to agree with that argument, but the problem I have is that, like, our brains are designed from, was it, three million years of homo sapien evolution, mm-hmm. and we can overcome a lot. So, to be clear, there have been many cases of monks and priests who have... They've overcome the biological urge of reproducing and just not reproduce, which has never happened in their lineage. Every ancestor they've had, every mother and father has fucked and reproduced. They're the first to stop. And so I'm not saying you can't overcome these biological urges, but I'm saying there 
the urges are still there. And this is why in these doctrines of, say, uh, Christianity or Buddhism and such, there is a large focus on temptations of the body, of lust, of these things. And I think eliminating it from your mind as a whole is, I don't want to say unrealistic, but it's, it's, I think it's rooted in our biology. And I think there's a reason why it's rooted in biology, which is, you know, to, to pass evolutionary circumstances. Uh, then I want to clarify because I, I feel that my point's being missed. Not to overcome the urge to want to have sex, to overcome the valuation of women based on sex. Saying that a woman who has had a lot of sex is worth less as a person. That she is a sad person because she has a lot of sex. I think that that in and of itself is disgusting. Whereas a man, it's the exact opposite. I So I, I think it still connects to that though. Because I think there's evolutionary reasons to have those presuppositions of value which were useful in the past not useful now i like there's no disagreement there and i think there's these circuits in our brain which are informing these presuppositions and that these presuppositions just still exist and for maybe say education is the best solution to these problems or to this problem because i agree with you that a woman should not be valued less for having more sex a woman should not be valued less for having knows sex for money for you know those kind of exchanges i i I agree with that but i'm saying people who have those inclinations or have those presuppositions you know just kind of naturally they ought not be made into a figure of scorn but rather a figure of education And, and i don't disagree with that in any way but i think that you're applying biology and and evolution to something that is not that's not the case anymore maybe Way in the past, that was the case, and that was that was the reasoning. But I think that we're well, well past that, and it takes a, a, a psychological shift of society and the way that we treat people and the way that we educate. Like you're saying, educate. it comes down to education in order to change that mindset. Uh, I, got, I think a part where I come from is a mathematical and psychological correlation between um, past abuse or some sort of abuse and uh, problems with sex. And so um, not to say that I'm all knowing about this issue um, and maybe I'm completely misunderstood, but I do believe that there are more often it's not from like a lot of people judging. And I do think a lot of women have sex and they're perfectly secure with it. Um, but I, I think there, there is a lot, there's a lot strange, a lot of, a lot of strange things that occur psychologically and, and people, um, express their sexuality, um, in maybe taboo ways from past abuse and i think that that manifests itself in the pornography in industry and the prostitution industry i i don't i don't disagree with that and even if uh, so so the numbers are probably there and that's probably accurate but my point i think i think that defends my point mm. in saying that somebody who is 
brought down and abused, they're made to feel that they have no value. Mm. And the value that we give women is sex. So to give themselves value, they have sex. Mm. But if we gave them an outlet that's a realistic outlet, something that really does is valuable to to a person, to a human being, instead of completely turning them into just a sexual object, then that would alleviate a lot of those issues and they could find outlets that were more healthy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the unhealthiness of using sex as an outlet stems from the the, the social construct in the first place that sex creates value for a woman at, at least we're talking about like mature women right like i you know like a abuse from abuse during childhood when you aren't a sexual creature uh, at least for humans uh, i don't understand the question um you know, regardless the, like of when the, sad, the sadness, I, I guess, you know, it's like the um, with alcoholism and it's why I, I made the, the allusion to that is maybe that's not based off um, past abuse or I think oftentimes those abuses are passed on. Um, but like, you know, like the abuse of uh, alcohol, there's like a certain kind of sadness to it. Right. Um, and and I, I think it's just coming from those sad places. It, it's when. And maybe there are ways to turn the society for for all those issues and our way of thinking about it. Um, but the that sadness that I'm coming from is in the place of a, a probability of of their actions coming from a place of sadness. Uh, so there's a few different conversations happening here, which is you know getting a little confusing. But just to kind of uh, clarify Gideon's point, maybe. What you're claiming is that the probability of sadness being, say, within the ring of prostitution, or maybe that rings not being within the profession of prostitution is higher than that of other careers and mm-hmm. disciplines, and that the higher likelihood of, and that the causation is more likely to be abuse, and that is maybe sexual abuse when they're younger, mm-hmm. and that this kind of has some correlation. Now, I... I think Steve would, you know, respond to this with saying that that may be true, but part of the issue with that, that issue ideally does not need to be there. And that part of the issue is there is because of the issues with sexuality and the way that society views sex. Mm-hmm. And that the, maybe the solution to this is overcoming these kind of biological roots and kind of getting past them. And also obviously not abusing kids when they're young. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think we can all agree on that, and I think we can all agree on there are sad cases of you know any job in, in general, but uh, you know in sex in sex work especially there can be uh, you know sad cases, especially regarding its illegality. Mm. You know, with prostitution being illegal, there's issues with pimps and all the law, and you know people murdering prostitutes and stuff, and when that, that's awfully awfully terrible. So I, I think we can all agree on those aspects being terrible. And I think Steve would, and myself as well, would claim that many of those issues are there because of the illegality, but not because of the nature of the profession in general. Where I think Gideon would say that there is a correlation between the line of sex work and this stuff in general. That it's not necessarily just because it's illegal, but because sex work has this kind of inherent kind of, uh, I don't want to say dangerous nature, but it leads to this more commonly. 
just like alcoholism or alcohol tends Mm -hmm. to lead to certain outcomes for certain people with certain genetic certain genetic predispositions am i inaccurate in all this or no i i think you're i think you're getting the idea pretty well okay because mine mine's kind of a step further than than it being illegal and and saying that not just the taboo of sex in general needing to to stop being so so taboo but also the fact that we take sex which in and of itself has a value an intrinsic value as any commodity does and we're attributing that to the woman herself we're taking a woman we're saying you are sex Mm. you are the commodity and that's where the issue comes in Mm, i think is that the Uh, object uh object actor dichotomy there's a name for it i think I have no idea what you're saying. There's just like a strange, uh, I think it goes along with a strange cultural norm about how much we identify um, a person vocationally. And um, and I I don't really, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but you know, I, I just, I just think about how there's like the, you know, I, I, I asked Nate when I came in, like, how's work going? And I asked you about your work and it's probably paired with the, the social, the current social norms with it. Um, but you know, like there's this, uh, maybe I'm losing myself in the idea and I don't have much of a point here. It's sex is a taboo and prostitution is a tab, a taboo, taboo. It's mm. it's like you don't talk if you're a prostitute you don't go out and advertise that you're a prostitute. Yeah. But that's because it's illegal and it's considered immoral and it's it's socially unacceptable. But if it was not socially unacceptable, if it was not illegal, mm-hmm. if it was just a fact of life, it would be as casual as saying, "How's your job at the bakery going?" Yeah. I do th- and, I do how's think How's your job sucking dicks going? Yeah, and, I th- I think like How's when your was... job in the porn industry? <laughs> I think I think when like when I was talking about like there's a future where that's possible mm-hmm. is sort of like where I was what I was alluding to. Mm-hmm. I just I do think it's it's uh, it's a few generations away at it least. It all starts with you, brother. <laughs> so got to start in your own mind. <laughs> I got to be a prostitute. That I'm glad you fucking read between the lines on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, every episode ends with Gideon being a prostitute. <laughs> So there was a a study they did to kind of wrap this conversation up where they uh, took uh, some kind of monkey. I think it was was monkeys. It might be something else, but monkeys could be, could be baboons. I don't know the difference, but they took monkeys and they, uh, they had them, they they were trying to introduce a currency into the monkey culture there. Mm -hmm. And they had a method of, uh, you know, you could get these currency and then you could exchange that currency for fruit. And there's certain things that monkeys could do to get the currency. And so it took a little while to have them understand that concept. And then once they started to understand that concept, the males started exchanging money for sex with the females, like, almost instantly. Like, and they had to shut that experiment down because they were worried about damaging the monkeys, like, as, as a whole. Like, the whole society of monkeys would just break down. Because as soon as they understood that, you know, this money can be exchanged for, like, anything... That's the first thing mm-hmm. they went to, which mm-hmm. is, which is why people call it like prostitution the world's oldest profession. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. talking's also a profession, but I'm trying to come up with a, like a, like a subway variant. A subway? A subway, yeah. Trademark, cease and desist. What's the way to do this? Do you want to pay to have sex? How about have ear sex? How about I talk in your ear? That's pretty close. Well, oh, you can pay me yeah. on Patreon. Head, hit us up. We need to talk. Uh, yeah, or or you can get us at us at us at tr- Twitter. You can you can come at us and uh, give us tweets at WNTT one or, or no, on the, Facebook. Was that too many T's? No, that was the right amount of T's. Two T's. Okay, two T's. Two T's. Two T's, just like on your chests. A couple of T's. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook at We Need to Talk Show. And uh, you know another 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 podcast you should check out would be uh, We Need to Finish. <laughs> <laughs> That's our private podcast name. <laughs> What's the finish? Starring Brian Langell and the rock star Chris Cole. It's actually based out of uh, Atlantic Canada. And uh, they're they're really funny, uh, highly highly suggested. Um, they're sometimes not safe for work. Uh, they make a, a, a lot of good jokes while they're talking about pop culture. Um, they're talking about things that happen in the news. They talk about wrestling. So if you like any of those things, uh, or if you just wanna wanna check out a different podcast, might as well give it a try, right? Check them out. Uh, WTF? What's the finish? And you know what's really out there? UFOs. UFOs are way out there, or maybe they're here. Really? Like when? When? Like based out of Detroit, Michigan, a show called UFO: The Otis Files. It's a movie that just came out. Really? And uh, who's doing it? Trico is that his name? Trico, it's himself. Absolutely. Oh man, Professor Trico. Professor. Oh yeah, he he's pretty smart, dude. He is extremely smart, and he's actually very clever. His uh, The movie's fantastic. I bought a DVD copy myself, and I would highly suggest checking it out. Try it first. Just message Trico. Find out what that's all about. Or you can message me, and uh, I'll hook you up with him. Hmm, yeah, and if you want to hear more of him, or you want... No. Can go this I way. think that's enough plug-in, probably. Okay, okay, enough plug-in. <laughs> Unless you got something. No, I got, I got nothing to plug. You're not doing your YouTubes? Uh... I don't have any YouTubes currently. Uh, you know, if if you're thinking about prostitution, we've changed your mind on the morality of it. You can send me a private message. I am uh, hot and horny. Is that uh, Twitter, Facebook, Grinder? <laughs> <laughs> MySpace. MySpace.com slash Gideon the Hole. <laughs> The whole, the whole Gideon. <laughs> Until next time, we need to talk. Because they just follow rules and they stick to it stick to tradition they they don't grow and there's no one really like in american business there's someone trying to undercut someone to get on top right and it's like the, they don't follow they're trying to break conventions and in, in ways to for personal gain and they aren't willing to do that in japan and like a great uh example of like their role following to a fault maybe not to a fault but if they're at um 
like a crosswalk, right? And it's like the red sign, the red hand. And you look both directions and you don't see a car like visibly for a mile. They'll stand there at the red stop sign waiting for it to turn green. Even though you know for a mile no car is coming from any direction. They won't cross the street. And it's like, and they kind of laugh. Like when Matt and I, my friend Matt, we were doing it and we were just crossing those streets. They they think it's kind of funny. They're like, oh, silly Americans. Like that's a funny thing to do. Like, so they're not like offended by it, but they still do it. And they like they stand there like at this red sign, and, and to us it looks silly. Like, why are you just standing there? Like, time's money. Like, just, just go where you have to be. You're not in danger, right? So it's kind of like the the whole not stealing thing is part of a even greater meme set of uh, bang rules and kind of uh, mm-hmm. being strict with certain customs and uh, practices. Exactly, like honoring tradition. Is it so? Um, and so, like, they follow yeah. laws to a fault too. Like, so. In the American occupation of Japan, they brought their drug laws over, which were starting to get real strict in the 40s, right? And so it's like, if you get caught with marijuana, if you're a foreigner, you're exported, and you're not welcome back, ever. If For smoking pot in Japan, five years in prison. Five years in prison. <laughs> it, but... But, like, that's, like, such a silly law. Like, even in America, it wasn't that bad. Um, but, you know, and it was just... And that wasn't even one of their cultural laws. That was just passed on to them. But their culture was to follow the rules and follow the laws. So they were given this law that had no bearing to their culture, but it just stuck with them. And now they have, like, this uh, these heinous drug laws where people are incredible... Like, in- Incredible penalization, and it probably is effective. It's effective if you don't want people smoking pot. Um, but from a philosophical point of view, it's like that's that's obscene. Like, and uh, I guess for us as Americans, like civil liberties, we're like, what the fuck? It, it, what strikes me about that is it sounds like a mimetic kind of uh, instability of the of the kind of institution, mm-hmm. because the the fault main fault of these kind of like uh, law abiding kind of uh, meme is. When kind of silly, irrational things get interested into that, or things that don't quite make sense, mm-hmm. like things are still going to be followed, and it, there's going to be a lot of misallocation of uh, obedience. Yep. Yeah. And that's something I think the uh, the Western tradition does pretty well. With it's always questioning the laws that are actually mm-hmm. there. But well, any- that's why we grow economically. We're always questioning the norm, trying to break the status quo. Uh, moving yeah. on to fucking bitches. <laughs> yeah, how's you know fucking dudes sucking their dicks? Yeah, that's yeah. good too. That's hot. Yeah, whatever you want. That's hot. We can start to sign off around. Yeah, how many dudes have you fucked? Are there what? What if is there like a whorehouse where you can like buffet style? <laughs> like, like all you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> all you can eat. Come. No, no, no. Like, I'm just like thinking of like pots, like you know, like chum, like on a ship, but just filled with. Not what I was getting at. Pot cum. I, I was more saying like there's a lineup of girls, and you can just like pick and choose, like you, you. In Japan, I and think then they switch do have them stuff out like midway that. if you want. 
Or is it like like one payment you get all you can eat? The prostitution laws in Japan are very lenient. Okay, it's we, like we'll, you have to get to know them. We'll, we'll have to, to discuss this. Oh, no, on the, we're doing. We want to we don't want to pull our old too early. Hey, Peppin. 